0: Enjoy it. We want the pleasures, we want all of the things, but yet we don't want to pay the price for it. David was at that place where that he seen us something that he desired in his heart. Nathan comes and tells this story and says, You've got everything that you ever needed and more, and yet you have taken away from somebody that only has a little. Amen. Second of all, it shows us how easy it is to get caught up in sin. The web of deception begins to be woven around our lives until we feel like there is no way out. uh, David's downfall begins, and when it begins, it begins so innocently. He he goes up and, and goes out to get a fresh breath of air in the nighttime, and he looks over and he sees this beautiful woman taking us bath, right? Over on the, the next uh, housetop, he sees her taking this bath and and next door. He would have been all right had he just seen her and walked away. But this is how easy it is to get caught up in things that will put you on a road to destruction. You see, one bad decision today can lead to a lifetime of deception. One bad decision, one bad choice today can bring you into a place where, of bondage. And you see, some people say once you are bound, always bound, and that may be true in the world, but there is one that can set you free today. There is one that can liberate you. Amen. Give him praise. David was one that had under, came to an understanding that that he was in the right place at the wrong time make no mistake about it the enemy will set traps for you to entangle you he will set traps to bring you into bondage where that you can be you that your life will be under the control of him for the rest of your life amen there are many things that we can uh, look at today that america has become bound with one of them is lust David didn't just walk away, he kept those images in his mind, and then he took the next step and he began to pursue her, amen? They tell him who she is. If David did not know prior to this who she was, he knew after this that she was another man's wife, amen? But yet the the desire, the lust in his heart that he began to act out was so strong that he did not care that this woman was uh, married to a man, another man. But it was that he had to pursue her and desired her. You see, that's the, the way that our nation is today. Everywhere that you look, it has lustful thoughts. Everywhere that you look, it has things that portray lust. You, can, you can't look at the billboard. You can't buy tires. You, go, you look on the television, and if they're selling tires, they've got a half-naked person there. The lust has eaten to the core of America's moral values until we no longer have them any longer, until it is, seems as though that in our nation it is natural for people to lust. But I want you to understand today that there is a freedom that you don't have to be bound by a spirit of lust. Amen? But God can give you liberty and freedom today. You see, that's the reason why that pornography is so strong. Why is it so bad? Number one is because it devalues people. And it causes people to become an item rather than a human being. The second reason is because it develops lust in your heart. And soon the pictures are not enough. Soon what you look at on the internet and you look at on a magazine is not fulfilling. And now, like David, you have to take the next step and act it out. And you find yourself in bondage. You find yourself saying, I'll never do this again. You find yourself promising that I'll never go here again, only to find yourself three weeks later back in the same place you were before. You see, we've got this understanding, we've got to understand this today. They tell us that in our mind is like a a motion picture that once you put those images in your brain, that they can be pulled back up at any given time. And that's the reason why that we have pornography that is running rapid in our nation today and destroying the moral fiber of our country, destroying homes. Amen. Y'all don't help me, I'll tell you, I'm going to get right up in your mess. Because I know here today in this congregation, there are people bound by pornography. You don't want to be, but you are. Like David, you said that one time won't matter, but you find yourself in trap today and you don't want nobody to know it. Oh, I know you aren't supposed to talk about this in church. Where else are you going to talk about it? You see, this is the only place that you can get free from it. This is the only place that there is a hope that your, your family don't have to go through brokenness and you don't have to live a life chained and bound into this pornography and into this sin, but that Jesus Christ can set you free. Amen. You see, looking at pornography is like putting poison into your veins. It's like injecting yourself with poison. That you know can kill you. They say, you know people say well just a little bit won't hurt. Well I've got some chocolate here. And, and it's just got a little bit of, of poison in it. You want to eat it? Nobody wants to take me up on that. But I'm telling you that the poison that you inject into your life. Will destroy you. You see it's easy to be addicted. It's easy to start. One time won't hurt anything. And good people years later find themselves controlled by something that they hate. Prescription drugs can't be bad for you because the doctor gives them to you. Right? And you find yourself uh, at the drugstore. You see there's a drugstore on every corner today. If it isn't on the corner, they're building it now. There's three or four on every corner. And we've got a nation today that the people say, let's uh, take, a, take a stand against drugs and let's have a war on drugs. And we can't have a war on drugs because we're bound ourselves. We don't go and look for the, the, purse, the seller that's pushing on the street. We can go to the drugstore and get it ourselves. Now, I'm not preaching today against... Prescriptions. I'm not preaching against medication. I'm not condemning you today. But if you find yourself years later after the situation that you have gone through is over and you're still bound and going after those things, I'm just here today to tell you that Jesus Christ really can set you free from it. Amen. See, there's nice people, but good moral people don't see a need for God because they measure themselves and compare themselves to other people. And when they compare themselves to other people, they think they're okay. But you see, our measuring stick is not your brother or your sister. Our measuring stick is not the coworker. But our measurement today is the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Word of God tells us today that that you don't have to do anything to go to hell, but you have to do something to go to heaven. Because we have never been good enough. We have never been able to accomplish going through this life. And because of the Adamic sin and the nature of Adam that we have taken on as human beings, there is a demand upon our lives and a requirement of God that we call upon His Son to be Savior and Lord of our lives. And if we have not done that, then we are lost. Amen. You see, the truth of the matter is that everybody in America today knows God. A lot of God's got a lot of cheerleaders. He's got a lot of people that know him. Yes, I know God. Yes, I go to church. But he don't have very many people that are followers of him. And there is a big difference between knowing God and following him. There is a big difference between going to church and being the church. Amen. You see, see, whenever we look at it today, you can be a good moral person, but you're not good enough. There was only one that was good enough, and that was Jesus Christ. You see, let's see if you're good enough today. Have you ever told a lie? If you've ever told one lie, then the judgment for lying is death and hell. Have you ever looked at another person and had lustful thoughts? in your heart. The Bible tells us that we should not commit adultery in the Old Testament, but the New Testament tells us if we look upon another and have lust in our heart, then we have already committed the sin. So you're guilty. Have you ever taken something that wasn't yours? Being a good person doesn't get you a relationship with God. David did a lot of good things in his life, but he had some things that he was covering up, that he was stopping, that was stopping him from becoming everything that God intended him to be. Amen. You don't have to be addicted person. You just need Jesus in your life. Amen. Everyone needs Jesus in their life. This isn't a blue light special that God needs us, but this is something that we've got to come to an understanding that we need God. And we need Him in our lives. You see, you don't have to be in a bad place to need God. You just need Him in your life every single day. You can have everything going your way, plenty of money, a house paid for, and the kids off to a wonderful college. But I'm telling you, if you don't have Christ in your life, you still need Him in your life. Because, yes, give him praise. Why do I need him in my life? Because you can't heal me when I'm sick. You can't save me in the end. And you see, whatever you're going to worship, you better make sure that in the end of this life it can save you. Amen. Whenever you are sick and you are overcome with burdens and trouble, you better make sure that you've got one that will keep you and guide you and give you direction and wisdom for the steps that you are taking. Because there isn't nobody in this world that is smart enough, wise enough to make it on their own. Amen. But you're going to find yourself in a place where that you will need Him in your life and you need to know Him today so tomorrow can be brighter. You need to know Him in every area of your life, in every aspect of your life. Don't put the mask on and and be the macho man. Don't put the mask on and hide yourself from the the world uh, in your life. But you've got to pull off the mask and say, hey, I know I can't do this on my own. I'm not good enough. I can't be the husband I need to be. I can't be the wife that I need to be. I can't be the mother or the father that I need to be. But if I have Christ in my life, he can give me direction he can give me focus and he can help me along the way we have all sinned and come short of the what god desires our life to be we can come to church every week and still be wearing the mask we can go through the motions and not have a relationship with God. And you see, this thing isn't about church. It's about a relationship. We come together such as we are so that we can worship God in the spirit and in truth and to have fellowship one with another and develop an atmosphere that is conducive for the presence of God to change our lives and empower us to do what He desires for us to do. But the reality of it is is we need God. We need a personal relationship with him. And David was set up. Nathan starts telling this story of a man who has more than enough and doesn't want to part with one of his uh, lambs, one of his sheep, and he goes to another that is struggling and takes that man's only sheep and provides it for a weary traveler. This is the picture. This is the analogy. Of what Nathan comes and tells David about. And he says look. Go get that man. Kill him. And make him pay back four times. What he has taken from this man. It is then that Nathan looks at David. And said David it's you. As I said last week. Sometimes we have blind spots in our life. That's where that others can see it but we can't see it ourselves it's where others can understand that we've got this weak carry in our life and but we don't know it's there you see david had that spot in his life that he didn't understand what he was doing you can go back to verse 11 or chapter 11 you can read the whole story He goes, he sees Bathsheba taking this bath. He begins to lust in his heart. He brings her over. He lays with her. She has his child. And he sends for her husband to try to cover it up. That doesn't work. So he goes to the next step and has her husband killed. See, when you start a journey of masking, you've got to keep it up. You got to put on this mask and then you got to put on another mask and then your mask has got to get bigger and and it just begins to snowball until you can't keep up with all the masks that you've put on all the lies that you have told all the deception that is in your heart so Nathan goes and tells him he said you're the man and God gives us a season to repent God doesn't come to us and cast judgment upon us. It isn't the picture that some have portrayed that he is an angry God waiting for you to mess up so he can kill you, but he is a loving God. He's a compassionate God. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. And because of his grace and because of his mercy, every one of us are still here today. Amen. Some people say, well, I want justice. I don't want justice. I want grace. I want mercy because you see all of us here today, no doubt uh, in America, I would say in just guessing today, but this is not the first time that you've heard the gospel message. This is not the first time that you have heard the story. Some of you have even walked with God in days past and you've drawn cold and indifferent and you've allowed circumstances and situations in your life to separate you from the love of God. But can I tell you today that God loves you with an everlasting love. He's reaching out to you today and with open arms and saying, if you'll come to me, I'll give you rest. Amen. You may be here today and you've you've heard this message, but you have never accepted it. As your Lord and Savior of your personal life, I want you to know that His mercy and His grace has been extended to you today. So that you can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Amen? You see, He never, when God comes to remove the mask, He never comes to do it to hurt us or bring harm to us. He comes to us so that He can bring it to Himself. He wants you to be called to Him. He wants you to acknowledge Him as Savior and of Lord. And so today I want to ask you a question. What if your life story was told here today? What if your life story came up on the screen and everything was told in your life like David began to describe to Nathan Would you say, that's a good person. I think they ought to go to heaven. If so, where in that lifespan did you go to Calvary and kneel down and accept Christ as your personal Savior? Because it doesn't matter how good you are. If your story was told today, what would you do with that person? What would you do with him, David? Make him restore four times and then have him killed. Can you imagine when David realized Nathan was talking about him? Today we have all sinned and come short of the salvation of God. Wherever we are in this life today, if you can relate to this message, if you can see yourself behind the mask, if you can see yourself and there's things in your life today that you're not proud of, that you don't want nobody to know about. The awesome thing about God is that you don't have to confess your sin to man. You confess it to God. And They're going to come this morning and sing a song, The Secret Place. And in the secret place, it's just between you and God. Oh, there'll be people here to pray with you because we're concerned about you and your needs. But what you call on God today about is between you and Him. It's in that secret place between you and God. But I want to encourage you today. If you're wearing the mask if there's areas in your life that you are not proud of and you want God to help you to overcome, if you can relate to any of this drama, this message, these songs today, and you say, I want to talk to God about some things in my own life. I want him to minister to me today. This is what this is all about. I can't tell you the hours that went in I can't tell you the time that has been spent but it's for you it's for you it's for you don't let pride stop you, that's what stopped David he was too proud to own up to what he had done so he tried to get Bathsheba's husband home so he would lay with her and Covered up. That didn't work, so he went out and had him killed. But in the end, God still knew. And I want to tell you today it doesn't matter what man knows or doesn't know, God knows all. He sees behind the mask, he sees behind the facade. And if there's things in your life today that are separating you from God, this opportunity has been given today just for you to call upon his name. Would you stand with me today, please? This is what the Holy Spirit has directed me in this morning how to do this altar service. I want everyone to bow their heads with reverence today. Please be respectful. This morning, my request, I wonder how many here this morning to say, Pastor Brian, there's things in my life that I'm not proud of. There's things in my life that are hidden that I don't want anybody to know about, but I want to get it clean before God today. I want to get it cleared up with God this morning. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. Nobody's going to. Yes, God bless you. I see those. Others. God bless you. Yes. Yes. Others today. Pastor Brian, I know that things aren't right between me and God, but I want to make them right today. Anybody else in this place this morning? I want you to pray right where you are. If you didn't raise your hand, but you know that you needed to. I want you to prepare, prepare, prepare to pray this prayer with me this morning. If you mean it from your heart and believe, confess it with your mouth. Jesus said, I'll forgive you of your sins. And I'll cast them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you again. want everyone at will to pray this prayer with me just repeat it after me father god i come to you today a sinner i realize today that i need you in my life i come to you to ask you to forgive me of my sins i don't want to wear the mask anymore but I want to serve you. So today, I renounce the enemy. And I ask you, Jesus, to come and be Savior and Lord of my life. And you promised in your word if I would confess with my mouth, believe in my heart that you are Savior and Lord, that I will be saved. I accept you today as my personal Savior and my Lord. Amen. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you prayed that prayer in your minute from your heart, I want you to just raise your hand and say, I've accepted Him as my Savior and Lord today. Amen. God bless those. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, yes. I see those hands. God bless you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, God bless you. And we're going to sing this song today together. And as we sing this song, if there is need in your life today, you just want God to come and to touch your life, to minister to you. Maybe you've raised your hand and you've prayed that prayer, but you just want further prayer. You want us to come into agreement with you. Maybe you found yourself in this ministry time today and you just want to somebody to help you pray to break through some things in your life then I, as we pray this morning right now I want you to come and kneel here together and let us have prayer with you and believe God for whatever your issue may be whatever needs you may have come to Jesus today come to Jesus today as I often say if you don't want to come alone ask somebody to come with you but make that walk this morning. It'll be worth it all. Amen. Let's sing together.
1: There are no secrets in the secret place We'll be